0: 10 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM talk here on the My Team Metro. It's our culture talk, and uh, we bring this to you every Thursday. And this Thursday, uh, we go into the world of photojournalism, and uh, I guess where photojournalism meets social commentary. My next guest is uh, Alan Sky. He's the uh, chief photographer at the Sunday Times and at The Times. And uh, joining us to uh, talk about uh, uh, some of uh, the work that uh, he has put together, and uh, in particular, of course, Uh, some of the work uh, that speaks uh, to uh, um, a book he published alongside James Oatway uh, titled Brother, which uh, takes a look at uh, uh, documented experiences of xenophobia, Afrophobia, or anything else you might want to call it here in South Africa. And Alon joins me now on the line. Alon, good evening to you and welcome.
1: Hi, Abonga. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you very much for coming through. Alon, I want us maybe... I guess before we get into the image, for you to paint for us working as you did as a journalist in a newsroom around 2008, uh, where I guess we probably had some of, you know, the the most stark, violent flashpoint uh, of, uh, you know, very strong anti-immigrant sentiment in South Africa. What was it like to cover some of that?
1: Yeah, well, I joined the... uh the Times newspaper. It was a daily newspaper in two thousand and seven, and before that, I was at independent newspapers, the Star newspaper, um, in particular for a couple of years. And in two thousand and eight, um, in uh, in May two thousand and eight, there was a, a huge um, surge of violence that inexplicably started uh, in the beginning of. 2008, and everyone was was perplexed as to what was going on. It was um, a lot of um, anti cross-border migrant sentiment. Um, there were very, very violent scenes playing out um, through various parts of the country, um, and you know thousands of people were displaced in 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 that uh, violence, as well as um, shops looted. And also, uh, people were the, were, were the victims of actual uh, violent attacks. So that was was uh, a very tumultuous time, and um, I alongside many other photographers, uh, were sent out, you know, were, were assigned to cover these these attacks um, in, two, in 2008. And there had been that was the major outbreak, but there had been. Smaller um, attacks in the past, but 2008 was was kind of the, the starkest and most uh, vicious period of uh,
0: xenophobic violence. What were some of the most horrific things that you saw, Alan? Well,
1: I mean, from people being um, taken out of their homes, um, their homes torched, uh, people being attacked violently um, by large groups of people against uh, a few people. Um, Yeah, just um, a lot of of violence and a lot of devastation around people's uh, livelihoods, Uh, you know, uh, when shops were looted and people actually had to, a lot of people found themselves at refugee camps. And um, as well as, as local as as well as local people were also affected by the trauma of, of experiencing these attacks as well
0: mm, mm, mm. And, and i mean talk to me about uh, you you know you would have seen this um, around 2008 it certainly yes. flared up uh, multiple times after that or subsequent to that yeah what, what are the continuities that you see and what are some of the significant differences that you see in subsequent waves of this uh, when you compare it to
1: 2008? Yeah, well, so so 2008 was, was the shock because we hadn't seen uh, such levels of disruption. But I mean, over the years, 2008, 2015, um, 2019, as recently um, as last year, I mean, there were attacks in Durban. So it, it's very nuanced, um, there, there has been various manifestations whether it be in looting of shops um because south africans they do feel kind of marginalized let down by by the government let down by circumstances and this sometimes manifests in the the scapegoating often by government of um cross-border migrants so there's it manifests in different forms whether it be um from looting from violent attacks um from people being taken out of their homes and uh in different areas there are different kinds of attacks and um in Soweto, often uh, we've seen we see a lot of looting um so 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 the reason why we put this book together is there's a sort of denialism around the fact that attacks are happening and there, there are these problems and um yeah that's that's where we are now
0: It's for me quite surprising that uh i guess you know in 2008 it seemed like the you know the the um, sort of groupings of people that were perpetrators of these attacks yes. were seemingly uh you know seen at least of all by the media as this unorganized mass wow. yet now you, you even hear groups like the you know Mkondo or military veterans association in kzn uh being seen to be party to some of uh, this Uh, and similarly in other places different groupings organizing themselves under different names Uh, would you say that this i guess is is starting to engender a political identity of its own
1: yeah i think as you said it's becoming a lot more organized um there is a lot of uh political rhetoric around this and also demeaning names you know and and scapegoating as i said um and yeah there's is uh about two years ago there were um, big marches organized marches in in pretoria uh, in johannesburg cbd and uh yeah that is definitely a political edge to it
0: alan i want us to take a brief break now yeah. and uh, when we come back we'll uh, maybe unpack some of the images and some of the work and i guess you know a lot of the critical reflections that uh, have been triggered by the work and uh, what you make of them. And we'll do so after this 19 minutes. It is uh, after 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM talk here on the mighty Metro. It's our culture talk uh, discussion this evening. And uh, joining me for this chat is Alon Sky He's a photojournalist uh, with the the, uh, uh, Sunday Times and the Times. And uh, uh, I guess Alon, you know, the the one question for me uh, as we try and unpack some of the images uh you know that uh, you've put together uh, both in your exhibited work but also in a photographic essay uh which uh, you you've published and uh, a book now sub, uh, uh, titled brother uh talk to me about the process that goes into the selection i mean i would think you go out and uh, you know you you take a wide ray of images uh you file some of them of course for you know for the paper be it on sunday or the daily you were working for then how do you curate and select the ones that Tell the specific story you want to tell.
1: So, a lot of the pictures in in the book um, form part of the exhibition in, in two thousand and eighteen, which uh, commemorated ten years of the attacks. And you know, we we try to we try to have a balanced view, taking into consideration the dis- different aspects around the violence around people that were affected, how South Africans were affected, as well as, uh, as putting a face to um, some of the migrants that have been having struggles in the country. Um, and so in 2018, after the exhibition, there was um, quite a bit of response and debate around the work. And then we decided to put this work, um, to compile it in a book and just with pictures. But having gone through the work we itself, we needed to contextualize, to contextualize this body of work by um, including critical texts. And um, these some of the texts are by uh, uh, Professor Shum Bembe, uh, just Edwin Cameron, Charles uh, Silva, amongst others. And we, want, we wanted to show the, the various aspects of the violence, uh, what we saw, what, what actually happened. On the ground while covering these events, um, as yeah, as well as as a broader as well as a broader body of work, because more attacks happened after um, after the actual exhibition, and we included we also included that into the um, into the book, and um, and and what's worrying is that it's not it's not final. These attacks are, are continuing to this day. Mm.
0: What patterns do you draw? Um, because one might argue that if they have a certain level of persistence, yes. then they have embedded habitual triggers. What yes. are those?
1: Yeah, so I think there's a lot of factors that that play a role in it. I think um, so. For instance, the the econ- e- economic factors. I mean, with uh, with COVID nineteen, um, the the outbreak slammed South African e- economy. Um, and pushed, it, pushed unemployment to almost a 17-year uh, high. So this also fuels uh, desperation. It fuels anti-Migrant sentiment. It, it it fuels political scapegoating. And I think these these economic situations, uh, the rhetoric by uh, by um, various uh, right-wing politicians, these these fuel a lot of these attacks. And um, I think I think maybe an answer to this would be holding people ac- uh, to account to who, who participate in this kind of rhetoric um so yeah basically it, it is a worrying trend that somehow needs to be addressed i feel Yeah
0: yeah yeah and and and, and you, you spoke about the critical reflections earlier um Maybe lift up a few of, of those that were quite notable for you. I mean, there's a few people here uh, who are, I guess, you know, quite uh, notable, uh, you know, uh, South Africans in and of themselves. I mean, photographer, Zhao Silva, you know, uh, uh, post-colonial thinker, Ashil Mbembe, yeah. uh, you know, tech entrepreneur, Koketo Mueti, Justice Malala, and many others. Um, talk to me about some of the themes that emerged, I guess, that were provoked and triggered by some of the photographic work you had done.
1: Yeah, so I think, um, uh, Shilm Bembe makes also reference to the pog- pogroms that, that kind of speak to how xenophobia also isn't a only South African problem. I mean, the, 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 we talk about how historically, you know, uh, Euro- European kind of, um, violence in the Holocaust, where Auschwitz was say, the, the biggest mechanized killing site in history. And then, uh, the Rw- Rwandan genocide. And these trends, even now today in, in America, you know, anti-Asian sentiment is rearing its head. So I think this is a, a, a universal theme, um, as well as it's, it's also very localized. And it, uh, these, these things need to be addressed urgently. And, uh, I think people speak of the frustrations around uh, no end in sight to to any sort of meaningful intervention um, by the state. Um, And yeah, there's various voices um, around uh, some of the photography. Justice Malala speaks about a citizen who got involved um, in one of the pictures and prevented a young man from uh, probably spending a life behind bars. So, yeah, there are different elements that come into play, and we, we're very grateful that um, these texts are included in this body of work.
0: Uh, uh, how do you see this work contributing to, I don't know how to say this, what I would call a counter-consciousness, um, especially as it relates to you know, questions of migration, um, contestation around economic resources, um, and how it flares up because I think sometimes we focus just on the flare up, but how do we build a, a different kind of uh, Consciousness and cognitive awareness um, That doesn't really I guess you know fall into some of the tropes that we see here Which are not unique to us by the way. I mean you see a lot of the stuff in Europe as well.
1: Yeah. well, I think um, uh, a lot of the pictures in the book are confronting and harrowing and um, uh, we thought long and hard about putting putting this work together in a, in a book, and we hope that that this um, this work prevents denialism that we're seeing about uh, about these you know, attacks happening and I hope it adds to conversations around the issue. I hope um, students can learn from it and um, and it it keeps us a visual record of of what we need to try and avoid and and have a conversation around that.
0: Uh, uh, I guess a big part of that, of course, is not just a societal conversation, but even a policy conversation. Um, What do you make of that element of the conversation? I mean, you're a journo as well, uh, Alan, and you would certainly have a view and uh, have made your own assessment about how, be it home affairs, be it the Department of Labor proposing quotas, right through to, you know, all of the departments charged with regulation and provision of services. Yeah. How they have, you know, I guess contributed to the fight against xenophobia or effectively, uh, in some cases, enabled, uh, you know, some of the uh, violence we've seen perpetrated here.
1: Yeah, I think, as you said, it needs to be, uh, be looked at from an institutional level uh, and people do need to be ha- held accountable for sowing this rhetoric and this, a kind of inflammatory um, remarks and and you know words that that has been used and kind of try, try to find ways to to kind of remedy these things. I mean, yeah, as I say, it's uh, I think it's it, it's definitely a conversation that needs to be looked into more.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and, and Alon, maybe, I guess, for, for some of our listeners, uh, just as we wrap up, who, um, you know, might not be familiar even with your 2018 exhibition and, yes. and some of this work, where can they find it and uh, where can they find the publication?
1: Well, there's a website, um, uh, brotherbook.co.za, uh, where people can look at some of the work and, and get a sense of what it's about. Also, they can get in, into contact with us. Um so there's that there's that um, space to view the work there. Um, if you want to purchase the book or look at the book, it would be an exclusive books. So it's published through Jakana, um with uh, funding from the uh, Rosa Luxemburg Stiftung and the Holocaust and Genocide uh, Centre. So there yeah, you, and it's at
0: the various awesome stuff stores, yeah. Awesome. Alan Sky, thank you very much for your time and uh, really appreciate uh, you could join us this evening to talk through some of your work.